0: Welcome back to the Honest Coaching Podcast. It's funny, after starting this and being excited to start a podcast, I then had a moment of insecurity and and doubt and thinking, is it just very self-absorbed to start something which is just me talking? And I don't intend it to always be me talking, rest assured. Uh, I do intend to get other people involved. And I was trying to think of what to what to do next, what to talk about next, and then it came to me. So today I'm going to tell you the story of the lifelong phobia which I have all but overcome. Not because I'm special, not because I've done anything that you couldn't do, but actually the point of telling you this is to prove to you that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Any Anyone can do what I've done, because other people have. I'm not going to tell you a story which is unique to me uh, because I know that it's not. And, uh, yeah, that will become clear as the story goes on. So I grew up with a phobia of flying, of aeroplanes, I guess, more specifically. I've had it for as long as I can remember. I can remember being uh, a very young child and being anxious about getting on a plane. We didn't do it every year as a family. Um, we did it sometimes, summer holidays mostly. And I can remember, yeah, like I say, being, uh, being really afraid, even as a small child, having an understanding that flying seemed like a dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, things go wrong with aeroplanes. I remember being vaguely aware growing up when, when plane crashes happened, of when Concorde went wrong, and uh, 9-11, of course, which... Granted, it was not caused by a failure of the aeroplane. And as I got older, as my understanding deepened, unfortunately, it did not get better, it got worse. And by the time I was about kind of, I don't know, 18, I was pretty much convinced that this was how I was going to die. I was pretty much convinced that, yeah, if I got on an aeroplane, that might be what kills me. And if not this time, maybe next time. That was how strongly I felt Um, to the point I went on a a particular holiday about a month after there had been uh, a crash of a plane going to the same place that I was going to. And it was a month to the day before I then flew to that place. And that was it. And that was the worst anxiety I've ever experienced, I think. I was ill for days leading up to it. Uh, I was ill throughout the holiday. I barely slept throughout the holiday because I had to get back and after that holiday I pretty much thought it's not worth it it's not worth the anxiety yes I I survived the holiday but I pretty much decided it it wasn't worth that anxiety and I thought I'm happy never to fly again I'm happy never to put myself through that anxiety but I love traveling to places Uh, I love hotter weather than we usually get treated to in the UK Saying this just after the epic heat wave of twenty twenty two but yeah, and i I figured a few months later I couldn't make that decision not to fly again that was that was a decision I'd regret, and it came to the following year, and uh I decided to go to Spain, which is one of my one of my favorite countries, granted I haven't visited that many yet um I speak the Spanish language fairly well, I love the climate, I love the food. Spain has always felt like, I don't know, my spiritual home. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stick to that decision never to fly there again. And so I did. I flew there. And um, my anxiety was probably less than it was the year before. Um, but still very much there. Still still not happy to be, to be on this aeroplane. Um, and then I had what I described at the time as a bit of an epiphany. Now, bear in mind, before this point, I tried everything. I'd had had hypnosis. I tried diazepam. I drank, not with diazepam, but, you know, before flying. I had tried it all. And none of it had quite taken away the anxiety. And I knew everything that everybody told me, you know. Flying's the safest way to travel. You're more likely to die on the road. I knew all of that. And it still didn't help. And I'm on this plane heading to Malaga, you know, one of my... Favourite parts of Spain, the south of Spain, where it's warmest. And uh, we're coming into land. And usually that's, you know, takeoff and landing, they're the most dangerous parts. They're the, they're the parts that you get the most anxious for. And we're coming into land and we're coming down through the clouds where you're not cruising anymore. It's getting a bit bumpy. It's a bit up and down. And this is the point where I tense. And this is the point where I usually would get, would get really anxious. And all my muscles would tense. I'd be sitting there. Clenching my fists, sweaty palms. That was always. It was always. You could tell if uh, if you wanted to check if I was feeling anxious or not. Check for the sweaty palms. But this time was different. And this time, it suddenly hit me that I was already in the air. And obviously, I knew that. And it hit me that, yeah, well, I was already in the air. The pilot was in control, and. Whether I worried or not at this point would have no effect on whether we got down to the ground safely or not. It would make no difference. My worrying, my anxiety, my fear was not going to get us safely to the ground. Everything in that was out of my hands. And I just realised that whether I worried or not would not make a difference. And I knew this, I knew this before, but in this moment... It clicked, and it's one of those what we call light bulb moments because it clicked in a way that goes beyond the intellect, it goes beyond the words of knowing those things were true. I could have thought those things before, but this time they clicked in my head. And I genuinely sat back and relaxed and enjoyed the descent that bumpy, upy, downy, turbulent descent. And I enjoyed it like a roller coaster. And usually, a roller coaster, yeah, cool, we're safe, we're on, a, we're on a track. Aeroplane, usually very different. And this time, I just sat back and enjoyed the ride. And I did, I kind of wondered what had happened, and I did describe it as an epiphany, and it didn't even really make sense to me what had happened. I couldn't explain what was different that time. I didn't think anything I'd never thought before. I didn't realise anything that I didn't know, and it just clicked in that light bulb way it flicked that switch in my head and it went beyond intellect and I've been better with planes ever since I'm not saying I love them I don't love them all right I will never love them they are they're a means to an end as far as I'm concerned and I've flown since but the other thing that I found interesting since this point is other things that made me anxious. Other smaller anxieties. I was never a particularly anxious person but I had little anxieties, little worries in life like we all do and I found after this point that they were all less than they used to be. They were all just much easier to cope with. I didn't worry about things. I realised that my worrying about things wouldn't change things and like I say I couldn't really explain what had happened and this was really before I even became a coach and this was before yeah before I'd had any training and this is really what set me on the path to doing what I do now and it was a couple of years later uh, I started with NLP training and then shortly after I did the NLP training I came across this term the three principles and it's a coaching methodology it was coined by a guy called sydney banks coincidentally the same name sydney and sydney uh, and he's he doesn't he's not around anymore he was around in the 70s and when i heard his story i realized that i had lived his story so sydney banks had what he called his moment of enlightenment and it wasn't on an airplane i think it was in his house And he had a realisation of where our experience comes from. And this is where the term, the three principles, comes from. He realised that our experience is coming from the inside of us and not from the outside of us. Now, what does that mean? That means that our experience, while there are things happening outside of us, our experience is being completely shaped by what is going on inside of us. So I could be sitting in the same room as a hundred other people, but we're all having different experiences because we're all shaping our experiences by what we're thinking inside, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. Two people could look at the same object and think and feel completely different things about it. There is no such thing as a universal experience. This is what Sydney Banks realised. And this is really easy to prove if you think about phobias or things that people like or dislike. One person won't be able to be in the same room as a spider. Another person won't be fussed about spiders. Some people love flying. Some people think it's fun. Some people hate it. And when we realize this, it gives us the power. It gives us this amazing power to think, okay, we can't control the things outside of us. But if our experience is being shaped by us, that's the one thing we can control. And this is what Sidney Banks realised. And he coined the term the three principles, which is the the principles of mind, consciousness and thought. And none of these three things can exist without the other two. You cannot have a mind without consciousness and thought. You can't have consciousness without a mind and thought. You can't have thought without consciousness and the mind. And I heard Sidney Banks' story and I realised... That this moment of enlightenment, this moment that went beyond intellect, this this light bulb moment, was what had happened to me on the airplane and that 's the first time that I heard of a story like mine happening and it gave me an understanding of what had actually happened to me and that that was a really good that was a moment of enlightenment for me in a way, because I realized that what had happened to me had happened to somebody else, and it was a real thing and that has really what's led me down the path to. Uh, to coaching and um, a lot of my coaching is based around the teaching of Sydney Banks and his three principles because it just makes sense and that's what I couldn't help thinking when I learned more about Sydney Banks and the principles it makes sense of course it makes sense of course we're experiencing everything from the inside out and when we realize that like I say it gives you that control and ever since I gained that control over that flying phobia, as I said earlier, it gave me that control over all the other little worries and all the other little anxieties. I realized those sources of anxiety. If you think about the source of anxiety being the external thing and you realise actually that external thing is not the source, the source is how you're thinking about that external thing. That's the key. And that means, yes, we can't control the things outside of us. And I realised that when I was on the plane. I couldn't control that aeroplane. The pilot could control that. That was out of my hands. What I could control was my experience of that flight. was my experience of being on that plane. I couldn't control whether it was safe or not. But I could control my experience. I could control whether I enjoyed it or not. And I chose to enjoy it. And like I said at the beginning... I'm not telling you this to tell you that I am special, that I have overcome this phobia in a way that nobody else could. I'm telling you this because actually you can do exactly the same thing. The only thing I think is difficult as a coach is because this is is something that clicks with you beyond the intellect. It's not enough for you to hear the words. I can't make this happen for you. I can't go, boom, it's going to click for you right now. Maybe it will, though but I can't make it. And I don't think anybody can make it. I think the more you learn about where your experience comes from, the more you can intellectually think about this stuff, the more likely it is then to click on that level. And it's a level that's hard to explain, it's hard to understand, it's hard to imagine until it happens. But I'm saying it can happen to anybody. So if you're listening to this, and maybe you have a phobia or an anxiety... Stop telling yourself that you'll always have it, for starters. Don't accept the anxiety. Don't accept the phobia. Don't say, well, it's that thing that causes the phobia. It's not the thing that causes the phobia. It's how you think about that thing. So let's change the way you think about that thing. So, aeroplanes are going to kill me. Aeroplanes are going to be the death of me. All right, that's one way to think about it, but that way is not making me feel good about it, is it? What if I think... Airplanes are a way to get to those warm Spanish-speaking destinations that I desperately want to go to. Airplanes are fun; you get to go on a ride. Airplanes are nice because you get to sit back and you get food and drinks brought to you. You get staff to wait on you. Airplanes are a chance to rest, because you don't have to do anything. You can't do anything. Nobody can call you. You can't do work. Do you see what I'm What I'm where I'm going with this? It's all in how you think about it. If you decide that you really hate something or that you're really afraid of something, that's how you're going to feel. But if you decide not to be, then that's also how you can feel. So, I'm giving you the control here. I'm saying, if I can do it, Sidney Banks did it in the 70s. And he became pretty well known and probably pretty rich in his time because he was spreading this word But I think he didn't spread it far enough and not enough people know about this. And this is why I'm doing this. And this is what has inspired me to think, okay, maybe I'm not being really self-absorbed by sitting here and doing this podcast. I've been talking now for 15 minutes and 25 seconds. That feels quite self-absorbed. But what I really want to do is spread this message and help you. So I am going to stop preaching now. I think I've made my point. But that's my story. And the point of my story is there's nothing special about me. So take this in. Let it go in. You can't force the change. Learn about it. Go and read, go and read books. Sidney Banks wrote books. Go and look him up on YouTube and you can watch him speaking. I think he's even more calming to watch and to listen to than, than I am. So, yeah. I really hope this has made a difference to somebody if this has helped you at all, if you feel like supporting me, you can buy me a coffee. You don't have to. You don't have to come to the South Coast. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Sid and you can show your support that way. And I'd really appreciate that. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can also find me at Sid for more little hints and tips. Thank you for listening.